I broke everything. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Kill me. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Am I getting through to you? Over! Welcome, everybody, to once again another episode of the eternal podcast, Vampire's Piss. It never ends. No. My name is Cassidy. I'm the host, and the other host is here. Hello. He is Matt. Yes, I am. I'm very much Matt. <laughs> How are you doing, Matt? How is your watch? Uh, I'm I'm lovely. Uh, my watch was a little fragmented. I was having some issues with usually mm. when I watch, I'll like go back and forth between my computer and my phone. But unfortunately, uh, the streaming service that will not be named no longer carries yeah. it. My old connect for my completely legal connect for watching it has also pooped out. And I've been using the one that Cassidy is uh, very nicely given to me, but mm. it buffers a lot more. So it's a little I, bit more chaotic. I got to send you the copy Nick Cage gave me. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do that as soon as this recording's over. I'm going to email it to you. I really appreciate it. So um, um, did you say yeah. Nick Cage sent it to you? Yeah, you know, I didn't take it off the internet or anything. Okay. It was given to me by Nick Cage himself. Oh, right, right, right. yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. We've we've briefly discussed it, but not the details at which you acquired this. And I refuse to discuss those details lest I perjure myself. That's fine. We could talk about it when we get Nick on the uh, on the pod. For the yeah, movie. absolutely. How many episodes are we doing? I mean, you said it's eternal, so we're, I guess we're going to do it forever, but... <laughs> God, no. We're doing 52, because I think that... I think that's the... Mat, that's how many weeks there are in a year. Yeah. I think 51 would be a good time to, to get old Nikki on the, on the phone, you know? I agree. I mean, if we can't do that, then, well... I don't know, man. We're, we're doomed. Well, if we can't do that, then, you know, despite already giving us a copy, maybe Nicolas Cage doesn't doesn't truly appreciate his fans. I'm not yeah. saying that, but, you know, one could assume. I, yeah, I, I will, yeah, I'll say uh, I, I, I did watch a Nick Cage movie that wasn't this movie oh, yeah. um, well, this week. It? Not in place of Vampire's Piss. I haven't used up my my free uh my skip yeah um i did watch uh vampire's kiss um i very, i watched it very i actually just finished watching it mm-hmm. um i started watching it last night when i went to bed and then just finished um now yeah <laughs> What I'm saying is I put some headphones on when I went to bed and then had the sounds of Vampire's Piss playing on repeat while I slept. That's okay. <laughs> and uh, Are you okay? 
<laughs> it was more peaceful than I imagined, I'll be real. I slept like a baby. That's lovely. Um, but I will say, um, this podcast is having an effect on me, Matt. Yeah. Um, because earlier in the week, I, I, um, I, I watched, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent with my friends. Mm -hmm. How was that? And, uh, I don't know if you've watched any Nick Cage movies that weren't Vampire's Kiss lately. No. It freaked me out, man. Yeah. It freaked me out because I was watching the movie and I was hearing Nick Cage's voice and I was seeing him and I felt fully unsettled. I was like, yeah. this, I don't, this is a weird feeling I'm having because I feel like I should be watching Vampire's Kiss right now. Mm. Right. But I'm not. I'm hearing the noises that usually come out of Vampire's Kiss and seeing images that are similar, um, but it's not that. And I was like, uh, "Did you this have is, like this is a weird feeling?" It, I I had that feeling for like the first like forty minutes of the movie. Was there like a consistent unease that like perhaps he'll break into the Peter voice at any moment? No, I mean yes. For the first forty five minutes, yes, I was like clenched. And then that kind of wore off. But every time the like, I don't know if you've seen the movie. Mm -hmm. um, what there's like a a Nikki persona he has, and it's like young Nick Cage. It's just like him, but young, wearing like yeah. a leather jacket, and he's got like the same hair yeah. that Peter Lowe has, and he's like arrogant and cocky, and he like is insane. Mm -hmm. That version of Nick Cage looks more like Peter Lowe, so I was like ready at any moment for this guy to like reference vampires kiss at all uh, i was and then i was ready for the movie to reference vampires kiss at all and i'll tell you this um not one reference really? to that movie not a single one and there is a scene in the movie where the pedro pascal is in the movie he plays the best friend of nick cage mm -hmm. or or the Nick Cage's new good friend. He's in the movie. Yeah. And he's a huge fan of Nick Cage. So he takes him into this room full of like Nick Cage paraphernalia. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes in there. And as soon as he went in there, there's like all the shit from all of Nick Cage's movies and like, like props and, and, and scripts and headshots and posters and all those kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. This room has to have a vampire's kiss reference in it. Of course. I was looking all like it has the, the giant, the beast from Mandy. Mm -hmm. It's got. um, It's got like all kinds of other Does shit. Does it have the Declaration so, of Independence, perhaps? I literally think it has like gold bars from um, the second movie. Mm -hmm. uh national treasure yeah and so i like once i once the movie was done once i finished watching it with my friends i combed the that scene i like went frame by frame and looked for anything vampires kiss related nothing there are no vampires kiss 
references in the movie. That's kind of awful. It sucks, man. It's... I was I was frankly upset. I was like, the, the people who made this movie all about Nick Cage don't even realize that his his most important movie to him, yes, and to us, yes, is Vampire's Kiss. Right. I mean, that's just like VP erasure, you know, and like that's you yeah. see a lot of that in the world, but. Mm-hmm. Our podcast is about going against that kind of bullshit, you know? Absolutely. Perhaps all of the vampires kiss stuff that they would have put is just in the basement of the New York Public Library, as, you know, I found on that previous episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you listen to my voicemail, Matt? I sent you one. Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. Uh, I didn't pick, I'm you sorry have I didn't like... pick up... Your twelve dollars uh, of uh of late fees have be, have become twelve dollars fifty now. So mm-hmm. like, please return those things, or at least sign them out. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I feel like as I was listening to the voicemail, I feel like you were making a few assumptions about me. Okay. And well, first of all, like, you know, it was four in the morning. So like, forgive me for it was not so thinking. Late. It was very late. But yeah. um, I must confess. I was awake. I did see you calling. However, <laughs> okay. I mean, it was it was just like I was having a really important moment. Like, uh, I was eating a PB and J while watching The Bear. You know that new show, The Bear. <laughs> yeah, I know the new show, The Bear. I haven't seen it, but I know oh, yeah, of it. It's great. I'm on my second watch, showing my mom. You know about mm-hmm. cooks about hot italian cooks you know the good stuff you know chicago yeah. all that all that juicy stuff and i was like man so appetizing i gotta get my i gotta get myself a pb and j you know like that's not yeah. the most luxurious thing but as i was watching that show and they had the music and all the presentation and i was doing the same thing with my pb and j it felt cinematic <laughs> to me so you know <laughs> who cares yeah. but um you said something about like, do I even have a library card? I believe is that what you asked in that uh, voicemail. I, the guy who is interrogating me, yeah, he he asked me if you had a library card, mm-hmm. and I said probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was more kind of confused why this capo who tied me to a chair was asking me if you had a library card, so I didn't right. really answer concisely i was kind of like what the fuck are you talking about sure um but eventually i was like i think probably they have one i don't know mm-hmm. well the truth is of course i have a library card cassidy of course i do yeah i, I just figured. don't use it oh okay. well okay cassidy i'm a, i'm an anarchist baby like i don't have time to be swiping <laughs> that shit you know i i see it i take it you know what i mean like sorry but <laughs> Oh, I, boy. I mean, maybe perhaps that's a little privilege of me to say, but when I find, <laughs> when I go down to, like, a mile-long staircase after, like, moving a mm-hmm. little statuette, those spoils are mine, baby. Like, I'm not fucking swiping for shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, $12 okay. fees, like, this is going to be a million dollars one day. They're never getting that shit back, <laughs> man. Sorry. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I guess... <laughs> I guess I'll feel less guilty about giving them your address then, because they did torture that out of me. Oh, I mean, you know, I was listening to you, and 
I gotta disappoint you because like on this watch and on many watches, therapy scenes uh-huh. my top one, man. That wouldn't have broke me for shit. I would have been cool well, and that would have been fucking fine. That well, again, that that's all that I'm less I feel less guilty about that because I know they're probably not going to kill you and if they do torture you, you will be fine. Yeah. Um Well that's good to know. Well, uh, you know, I'm a little a lot less stressed about all this shit now. Um mm-hmm. You know, the secrets are out there and yeah, yeah, they, they don't seem too concerned about that. They really just want their 1250 soon to be a million dollars, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, yours wasn't the only uh, voicemail that I received. Uh, it wasn't even the angriest one, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've Have heard they been the... calling you, eh, you know, you know. I mean, okay. I, don't, I don't think we've heard the last from them, but mm-hmm. I'm not too worried. Yeah. You I know, might I might sneak my... back down there again and get a little something-something for myself, you know? <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Also, you were talking about uh, mm-hmm. us relaying the tapes for the future to make this process easier. And I see what you mean, but if I'm being honest... Yeah. Just kind of, I was, I was, I was skimming them a little bit, and we just kind of say the same shit over and over again. You know, that's cool. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about uh, it. Well, that that's grim, but I guess it's a good note. Mm-hmm. We should maybe spice it up. Yeah, maybe, but I think I might trash I mean, them honestly. I mean, we're already gonna. I yeah. mean, I don't think the public library would be very happy with me trashing the their space time tapes or whatever. But you know, it's true. I mean, true. it's our podcast, so I feel like I have my right to do what i want with those records personally mm-hmm. um i uh you know speaking of i i did listen to you and you and valentina's uh episode yeah. very interesting very yeah interesting. yeah so for um, the audience at home i would like to clarify um <laughs> valentina you know obviously like not everyone in our audience knows who valentina is but yeah. Valentina is a friend from college and a uh, friend of the show, friend of the show. And you might notice that her voice sounds very distinctly like my own. And mm-hmm. the reason for that was, uh, sadly, her audio got lost. So I kind of had to fill in the blank. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I know at home you may be thinking like, oh, these 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 fellas sound really similar. But it's all me, baby. It was all me, you know. <sighs> Yeah, I we did put that episode out with no basically no explanation. Yes. Um I did peek record, behind the curtain. Yeah, I did record yeah. a little explanation before, but Cassidy <laughs> the editor was like, I don't think these I don't think these folks at home really need that. Just throwing them in there. <laughs> well, no, hang on. Let's not throw me under you just didn't send it to me. Are you sure you said you think you did? I'm not I sure. am like ninety percent sure because I I I can't find that email anymore because it is gone, baby. I I have, I I I've been getting so many in like emails from Indeed and ZipRecruiter because I'm fucking trying to find a new job. Yeah. Um. It's it's buried beneath all those, but I'm pretty sure because you sent me an email with two audio files and I downloaded both of them. Right. Um. So I think you just didn't send me the other one, right. which I personally think is hilarious and good. And uh, there was no explanation needed for that episode. Okay, well, 
I'm glad you enjoyed there were... it at the least. Huh? I'm glad you enjoyed it at least. Oh Found yeah, no, I loved it. It was a uh, it was a very good episode, and I I am a little remiss that you know Valentina's uh, audio did get corrupted. It, it's kind of sad. I yeah. think she. It sounded like she had some really great points oh, yeah, from totally. uh, your dramatic reading yeah. of her transcript. Yeah, she was very nice to. Uh, well, I in in the clip that I guess I forgot to send you, I explained that. Valentina sent me a transcript. I sent her my half of the audio, and I was like, hey, can you just, like, try to remember? And she was like, yeah, sure. And she couldn't Mm -hmm. remember everything, obviously. It was, like, a very, like, you know, in-the-moment kind of thing. So I was reading aloud all the parentheses and whatnots and little notes (laughs) here and there, because I feel like yeah, I don't want to put words in Valentina's mouth, you know? Yeah, those made it into the episode. It, It was... Our most normal episode yet. Yeah. Um, I I do have one huge note for you guys though. Uh, you know the the episode was great, uh, awesome, like very uh, informed, well informed, very uh, you know, um, it's a very good episode. But I will say I have a big problem with it. Mm, what's that? You didn't ask Valentina mm. if she thought that Doctor Glazer's lover was Emilio. Mm, yes. You didn't ask her. I didn't. I, it's almost as if you avoided the subject. I I was, frankly, upset. Well, I'll be honest. It did cross my mind. But being <laughs> as it, you were not here, I felt it not necessary to the discussion <laughs> of Vampire's Kiss, personally. Uh, I'm, we I'm, have a fr- I'm, yeah, um, frankly, I'm hurt, Matt. That's I understand. We have important. a few. We have a few. I mean, although we are a very united podcast, we have a few like ideological differences in how we tackle mm-hmm. this movie. And for me personally, yeah. Emilio being Doctor Glazer's lover is not a part of my my own thesis on what this movie's about. <sighs> yeah, I I mean, yeah, I get it's it's become more important to me. Oh yes, um, it has over the watches i think i i think i actually dreamed about it <laughs> last night while the audio was playing in my subconscious mm-hmm. um and that's crazy because he doesn't even say anything so your your mind's really forcing he says something no he does he's like uh, like don't be long babe or or something or mm-hmm. come back to bed oh okay yeah, he like says like a little thing and kisses her on the on the cheek and That's then true. scurries off. And if he's Emilio, he says a lot during the movie. That's yes, he, he does. He says all the things Emilio says. Yeah. You got time to lean, you got time to clean. <laughs> I yeah, I I almost despise Emilio a little bit for that. I'm just like, "Man, listen, you're a hard worker, but mm-hmm. fucking that's that's I don't know I, I I'm always like at work you should be leaning more more often than yeah. you're cleaning. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, that just means Emilio, we gotta help like liberate him, you know, educate him on this class struggle shit, man. Because you know, yeah, it's like I think he'd like if, to lean more too, you know. Yeah, if if I'm gonna lean as much as I can, if I'm being paid the way I am now, you True. know. Um, very quickly, I'm going to take this sweater off because it is hot in this room, even though it is very, oh. or not very cold, but it dropped like 15 degrees in New York. 
Oh yeah, go go crazy, man. Yeah, which is wild because it was like it was just like the the twenty first. So like I know it's technically fall, but literally like the day after it was like super shitty weather, very windy, and like today it's like fifty five when it's been like seventy and eighty for like the past like three weeks. It's a pretty like stark uh, difference. Yeah, yeah, I kind of miss that. Yeah, go 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 ahead and and derobe in front yeah. of me. Pop this um, bad boy off. <laughs> D-robe. Disrobe? I think it's D-robe. Um, yeah, I, I'll be real. I kind of miss um, that temperature. I don't think it ever really gets that cold out here. I guess for me personally, like, I am... I'm just a fussy guy, I guess. Like, I just am not mm. satisfied with any of the weather. And <laughs> I I don't like, like, kind of sharp changes in the weather, you know? I feel mm, like it fucks up my true. system, makes me congested and shit. And I feel like the weather I always fantasize about is, like, the, like, the medium between, like, summer and winter, like, that nice, like, fall weather where you can kind of mm -hmm. wear whatever. But I feel like... In New York, it's just, like, either really hot, and then, like, maybe you get, like, a week of good weather, and then it's just fucking cold mm -hmm. as shit. Yeah, I, I, at least in, in sunny LA, it's pretty much temperate all year, and then, yeah. you know, during the summer, you know, it gets insane. Yeah. The heat wave was unbearable. Um, sure. But now I live somewhere with uh, central air, so. That's pretty sick. It's. Yeah, it's uh, now now we keep it temperate in here at all times. Yeah. Um but yeah, I do kind of miss like the 55 and below temperatures just a little bit. That's, I don't miss winter at all. That's fair. I mean, when it's like hot all the time. I guess also just for me personally, like I went a little too crazy and cutting the sleeves off of like 90% of my t-shirts and I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to be a little cold now." I was gonna say I didn't want to say anything at the time, but I was like, "Dang, Matt's uh, Matt's cutting the sleeves off of a lot of a lot of their their belongings. Oh, yeah. I, what are they gonna do in the winter time?" I mean, we'll I mean, see. a real hoe never gets cold. Of course not. Uh, I yeah. do get a little chilly though. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. She didn't say anything about getting a little chilly. I mean, you know. All right, um, so Vampire's Kiss, right? What a crazy yeah, what, movie. What time of year do you think it is in in Vampire's Kiss canon? What do you mean? Well, I mean, just what season is it in What's the movie? In the movie. Hmm. They're always wearing big jackets, so I'm thinking maybe it's like it's either winter or or fall. I think it's probably the fall. The, I would, the most vampire-y time of year. Yeah. 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 They don't really comment on it, really. It's kind of like a, a timeless period for a timeless mm -hmm. movie. Truly, truly, that mo this movie is... <sighs> this movie never ends. It's eternal. Like I like I said at the beginning, it's... The, the duration is incredible. Yeah. I, I, I should have thought out this idea I had of playing it in my sleep a little more. Mm -hmm. It it did fuck with me a little bit. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there's just random parts of the movie that are just replaying themselves in my head now, like a song gets stuck in your head, but yeah. it's not a song. It's just like sound. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. I feel like all of Peter's little ticks like just pop in my head randomly through my day, but honestly, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, just like too late, too late, and uh, yeah, that one he does like after like Rachel and he's like shaving or whatever, and he's like yeah, but oh my god, dude, his little his little singing is like that that literally gets stuck in my head. It's great. I I'm just like you you little clown getting your little ditties stuck in my head. You think it would be a good musical? I feel like Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, because Peter has such theater kid energy to me, like evil theater kid. They have an American Psycho musical. I think we talked. It wasn't Matt's. I Matt Smith was in that from Doctor Who, and now the new Game of Thrones show. Holy shit! Yeah, he is. He is getting a lot of a surprising amount of connections to this movie and this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because he was also in Morbius. He was in Morbius, yeah. He was in Morbius, and that is also intrinsically tied to this podcast, no matter how much we want it not to be. Honestly, like, it really just kind of entered my brain and then out as soon as it stopped. (laughs) Same. American Psycho's taken up so much, like, brain space in terms of this movie, and Morbius, like, once we did the Morb Swap, it was just like, all right, I'm done playing with you until we do the Morb Swap again. Yeah. Also, Um, ironic that another... I'll try not to be discriminatory, but another Englishman taking the role as the American Psycho. Which isn't, is, uh, isn't... I thought Christian Bale was Welsh. Isn't Wales, like, one of those parts of England that, that hates England? Oh. Well, I don't really know his individual. But my point is, yeah. not American, you know? That's true. I mean, yes. not Distinctly not American. Distinctly for sure. not American. I mean, just, like, in terms of, like, a faction... Like, not e- Regardless of, like, my moral opinions on it, just, like... Very mm. literally, not American. Yeah, Matt I'm Smith sure that, was sure was in the musical. That's crazy. I didn't even know he sang or danced. He's English. They're all like theater trained, you know those actors. Yeah, true, true. We we need to um we need to do something with this musical information. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna play the musical underneath yeah Vampire's Kiss and see what happens. I've been like kind of brainstorming musicals for a lot of the things I've been doing. Like, I think I've decided I want to do, like, a really stupid musical on the first season of Breaking Bad. I think there's a lot of material to work with. <laughs> you, you, you're going to write one? Maybe, yeah. Down the road. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, because, like, you know how, like, people, like, made the Ratatouille Broadway musical? Yes, I do. I do uh, remember that. That was like a TikTok thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a TikTok thing. Same shit, you know? It's easy. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Sorry, I'm just. What's his name who made now. Breaking Bad? Vince Gilligan? He can't stop me, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to look up how long the American Psycho musical is, but it, it, I guess that's not how they measure these things, huh? It's just not. as long as the performance itself. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that Peter um, Lowell would have seen the American Psycho musical if he survived long enough. 
Yeah. I think he would have um, related to it a lot too. He would have definitely gone to to relive his memories of being with Patrick Bateman. That's for true, sure. That's true. Um you know, uh, there's a not to not to bring up Riverdale or anything, but No, go ahead. I uh you you know me. I'm a I'm a big time Riverdale fan. Yeah. Uh, been watching the show lately. Mm-hmm. Um and there is an American Psycho episode where because mm-hmm. every like every season or so they have a musical episode. Yeah. Where they where they just randomly start singing during the episode and they're usually putting on a musical. Uh the two notable ones were or actually, the the three that they did was Heather's, mm-hmm. Carrie, yeah, and Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes, um, I do really like Hedwig, and I am like embarrassingly a very big fan of the Heather's musical. But I did not know that Carrie had a musical. Yeah, it's I don't know. It probably wasn't very good. But the the Riverdale is like media obsessed and like is always referencing movies and books yeah. and TV shows mm-hmm. at me and I guess whoever else watches Riverdale. Yeah. I could <laughs> um, see for a Carrie musical, a uh, very dark repurposing of Abba's dancing queen during the uh, prom scene would be pretty good. Yeah. I think, I think that in that episode where they did the Carrie musical, um, uh betty's mom is in it as the evil mom from carrie Mm -hmm. and when she's doing her performance on stage the episode literally ends with like her like like one of the sets rolling away and revealing one of the high schoolers from riverdale like pinned to the wall covered in knives and blood and she like starts screaming because that's not part of the musical like literally this this child was murdered and put like put on display that's crazy Riverdale's an insane show, but there I was so that all that to say I was really excited for the American Psycho musical episode because musical episodes are always like very out there and weird and never mixed well sound wise. Um, but it was super disappointing because they didn't sing that much, and what? they weren't putting on a musical. They they. They just had like some musical numbers, an a- honestly an average amount of musical numbers for Riverdale, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, fuck, <laughs> come on!" I I was so excited for American Psycho, and they they gave me w- one of the worst characters dressed as Pat Bateman, and like he sang two songs, and that was it. Who was playing Patrick Bateman? Uh, the character's name is Kevin. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who the actor is. He's the the character's whole thing is that he's gay and he's the son of a cop and mm-hmm. he is easily indoctrinated into literally every cult that just you know finds its way into Riverdale. It's a little bit funny, not gonna lie. It no, it is a little bit funny uh, that he ha- is always being brainwashed in the show, but. Um, I didn't want him to be Pat Bateman. I was like, could someone else could like the cool, like Asian guy who's like literally competent and is like working for evil guys. Mm-hmm. Like, can he be Patrick Bateman? I like barely know anything about Riverdale. So I'm just only imagining Jughead as Patrick Bateman. <laughs> 
Yeah. And you know, um, Mr. Sprouse is Disney trained, so you know, I think he's he's pretty appropriate for a musical episode. Oh yeah, he's been in several musical episodes and he's held his own pretty well. Um I think the reason that he wasn't in the episode really was because he he has developed psychic powers, the ability to read people's minds. Mm. But an evil wizard came into his mind and uh, uh, took away his ability to filter out everyone's thoughts. So whenever he's mm. in a crowded room, he hears everyone's thoughts. So yeah. he uh, was not in the episode because of that, because he was isolating himself. I see. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's... <laughs> There's something exactly like that in Code Geass, which is also very similar to Breaking Bad. But every time I hear something about the Riverdale show, it's just like, it's just fucking nuts. And it just doesn't sound like real. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't seem real it, it's watching a, it. It sounds like everyone, like, or not everyone, but like a good portion of people on like the internet and in my friend group are just like in on this bit together. They're just making like, it up. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, and I just like imagine like none of this is happening in Riverdale. This is just like an ongoing like meme that everyone's just a part of. Literally, anytime, like. anytime me and my roommate talk about Riverdale to literally anyone else, it's just like the people we're talking to are like, I can't tell if you're making this up or not, and we're like, dude, we know. Yeah. Um, I respect that though. Uh, dude, it's honestly such a good choice for the show. I think. It's never been better than when they decided to go fully insane. Yeah. It's like Fast Five type shit, you know? Sure. Oh, you haven't seen Fast Five? I haven't. I don't know if I've seen any Fast and Furious movies. I highly recommend. If you have any time in your schedule uh, outside of watching Vampire's Kiss, you should just watch all the Fast and Furious movies as well. Honestly, like, even when we're not doing it for the podcast, like, this is the only movie I watch, like, every single day. Oh, oh no, Matt. <laughs> um, you don't have, you don't gotta do that. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I saw oh. Texas Chainsaw Massacre this week, too, you know. So oh, only, hell yeah. Yeah, so I'm only accepting, like, very good positive movies that are good for mm -hmm. your health to watch consistently, mm -hmm. you know. True, true. Just very nice, light kind of stuff, you know. Very... Yeah, not not heavy at all, not no. disturbing. No, no, it's got to no, be no, good no. for the brain. I'm, I wish that this movie could attach itself to Texas Chainsaw a little bit. Well, I want to talk more about that, but well, oh, Texas Chainsaw is briefly in American Psycho. He is watching it like on true, TV. true. Well, I mean, There's I a guess tiny thread yeah, there. I guess because they are very. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, Vampire's Kiss and Texas Chainsaw Massacre are very different movies. Yeah, I think they're also a decade apart. They... Because didn't yeah, a little Chainsaw bit, come out? A little out? bit more, I think. I think Texas Chainsaw yeah. was like 71, 72, maybe. Well, I, could I thought it was 78. Really? Ah, oh, inconclusive. Could... I'm going to check right now. I, I I'm like, pretty sure it was like the early or mid seventies because Texas Chainsaw Two didn't come out until the eighties, and I remember there was like a pretty mm -hmm. sizable gap in between them. But oh, you're right. You're you're actually correct. It is seventy four. Seventy four. Okay. I don't know what what came out in seventy eight. Is that Halloween? Was it? I don't know. Eh, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking of very big influential slashers yeah. and yeah. yeah, but like. 
VP and Texas Chainsaw both have like very distinct like American vibes. It's just that it's just like oh, yeah. the New York versus Texan and like the upper crusty like dark side of America versus the underclass dark side of America. Yeah, and well, and yeah, and I think Texas Chainsaw is supposed to feel more apocalyptic because it was taking place during the seventies, during like yeah. all this bullshit that was happening at the time. Absolutely. And also, I during do the eighties, yeah. yeah, they had Reagan, I guess. Yeah. Also, like I think, although like it doesn't really hit you upon the first watch, Texas Chainsaw definitely is more pointed in its social commentary than I think. Yes that vampires kisses because you know the whole thing about the what are, what are their names like they don't say their last name in the first movie they do in the second movie the sawyers the sawyers yeah yeah because like the sawyer family like their whole dealio is that they are like you know like lower working class people displaced by automation but at yeah. the same time like you know the meatpacking industry and just like industry in general like has allowed them to indulge in these really sick twisted like impulses to just like fucking kill shit and then they're replaced and now it's like oh well now we just want to kill people because like you've allowed me to like yeah because you've like it's like you've allowed them to have like a job where they could just be total lunatics you know and now Mm. they don't have anything else yeah it's crazy go listen to to dead meat uh chelsea has a lot more uh, gathered thoughts about this. Chelsea opened my mind uh, on that yeah. movie. Because, like, honestly, like, I don't think that when you watch it for the first time, I think you're so, like, immersed in, like, how mm-hmm. fucked up. And, like, it does feel like... It feels like... It's not found footage or anything, but it does but it feel like... It feels that way. Like, it feels very realistic in, a, like, a It's very handmade. Way. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, I think definitely. gives a big impression to the, of that. Yeah, and I think that, like, it's because, like, it is, like, pretty low budget, but at the same time, like, the cinematography is, like, so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm planning on making a video essay on why Chelsea is the best part of Dead Meat High Key, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> no disrespect to James at yeah. all. But I think, I don't know, I see I see Chelsea on Twitter constantly being like, oh, like, people are, like, are thinking that James is everything, and, like, it does get to me, and I'm like, that's that's whack as fuck, you know? Bro, the internet needs to chill the fuck out about that shit. Yeah. Also, the internet needs to indulge in more, uh, like, academic horror analysis, like, through, like, a feminist lens, and I think Chelsea always mm-hmm. delivers on that pretty well. She really does. Um... I'm trying to think of how to bring that back to Vampire's Kiss. Well, perhaps uh, we need you... to analyze Vampire's Kiss in more of a feminist lens. I agree. It sounds like Valentina would have been great for that, just yeah. based on all the things she was analyzing already. Yeah, definitely. Uh, she could, I she, she can come back. I want to get her and yes. Amanda like on a watch. I agree. Yes, we should we should have them both. Yeah, they're um, coming. They're gonna be staying at my house like towards the end of October. But I don't know if like they'll have time to watch the movie and talk about it. But I guess we'll see. We'll see. I mean, midway through October, I'm gonna be in New York, not New okay. York City, but in yeah. Schenectady. Right. Uh, we'll probably record an ep around then or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, the future holds many possibilities. True. Um. 
Did you have any standout moments? My standout moment was um, I was dreaming about Vampire's Kiss, and that was basically it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my standout moment was when I was desperately trying to find like stuff to have for breakfast, mm-hmm. and I really I need to go grocery shopping. Like my fridge is just like full of things that don't go together. So uh-huh. I just had, so I made myself a smoothie and like ate one of my sister's protein bars, but and I was trying to get Vampire's Kiss to play, but it kept buffering. So uh-huh. I just started playing uh, Hassan Piker's stream covering the Queen's funeral, and there was there was just something very funny about like the the juxtaposition of like mm-hmm. English people being very silly because yeah. it is it was it's very. I'm sorry, it's a cartoonish. silly thing to be. It's very cartoonish, like... With, like, feel- Peter Lowell being like, you say you wouldn't laugh! Or whatever, you know? Dude. That together was pretty fantastic. I think Peter Lowe is the type of guy that would be sad that the Queen died. Absolutely, even though he's an American. I know. He wants to be British so bad, you can hear it in his voice. He does, it's very sad. Y- you know what, um, what movie we should maybe rewatch or revisit? with vampire's kiss in mind uh is um color out of space because that is first of all a nick cage movie Mm -hmm. but i've seen a i i've seen a lot of letterbox reviews come up about it because i think annika watched it recently yeah yeah and i was looking at some letterbox reviews about it and a lot of them say like uh nick cage is is reprising his accent from vampire's kiss I'm Dude. like, what? That's awesome. I don't, I don't remember that because I've seen the movie and I don't remember mm-hmm. that. But I hadn't seen Vampire's Kiss yet either, so I'm yeah. like, well, now I got to revisit this. Yeah. So we should have a a, a color out of space rewatch I at, at the very least. Very down. Uh, Viv and Annika, who I watched Texas Chainsaw a couple nights ago with, suggested that I watch that movie specifically because of the Nick Cage-iness. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I mean. Um, I mean, I think this just, you know, we should just keep watching more Nicolas Cage movies and seeing how it connects, because yeah. this is, like, the branching off point of his career, you know? It truly, this did make him. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um, yeah, he's a... Uh, I, I, I need to... We, we do need to have Vampire's Kiss playing also, or at mm-hmm. least immediately after, just so we can compare. I think I'm I'll gonna have play to... Him at the, yeah. Same same time, just because. Yeah, that's how I think I, am. I think the same time like is the best way to like do that kind of watch. Though I will have to watch it by itself first, so I could properly. Yes, absorb I, agree. I do want you to like experience that movie because it is a good movie. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any any final thoughts before we get into recommendations? Um. I have some notes from when I was listening to your voicemail. Uh, oh, I don't really remember. I don't really remember what I was gonna say, but at the top I wrote "gaslight." Uh, quote: "You're drunk." End quote. <laughs> I think I was gonna say that in case you were disagreeing with me on anything, but I didn't have too many problems with our back and forth earlier. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. that's a good note. I take it. I I, I internalize it. Uh, anything else? Um, yes, yes. You said like, oh, where did Peter get the soup? Um, 
and you were like, did he materialize it? And I wrote down, I think it was Peter's soup for his lunch. And I think I'll stick by that. Peter soup. Soup? What? Soup. soup. Oh, oh, when right. He brings the Alva soup. the soup. Yes, of course. But How do you forget the soup? Lunch, that's like, that's like a ramen packet. He's broke, dude. He spends all of so. his money on taxis because he thinks he's too good for public transit. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I guess that sh- that could be his lunch, and yeah. I, he's not he's not eating food anymore at that point. So, mm-hmm. huh? It's terrible. Right. It's I hadn't terrible. considered that. I was drunk. I I will I will be <laughs> fully up out. Yes. Uh, transparent about that. I had much to drink. Yeah. And Plus also last night. Uh, yeah, I was also I was horny. Um, and you're drunk. Um, <clears throat> I was also drunk last night. Me and my roommates like ma- we like made margaritas with dinner, and they were really good. So then we kept making margaritas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to set up like a whole like setup to yeah. listen to vampires kiss in my sleep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that, that 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 fucked me up, man. I <laughs> I'm like all out of sorts because of this. I don't even like know how to properly host a show anymore yeah i mean um, maybe i don't know maybe we should take a break or something if it's like i mean not now that's insane that's, that'd be insane no. but like what if it what if we're doing like some serious damage to us you know like that's the well that's the whole point of this show is okay. to see what kind of damage we're doing to ourselves oh, so this is like a social experiment this is like the yeah. rehearsal Yes, it is like the rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, sure, I'll I'll incorporate that into my belief system. <laughs> totally. I mean, um, you know, I think that's as good a, a an excuse as any to get into our recommends. Uh, what okay. do you have a recommend? Um, let's see. Uh, well, Texas Chainsaw, of course. You know, I think definitely mm-hmm. a worth a watch. But as much, I recommend Texas Chainsaw Two as much as Texas Chainsaw One. Mm, uh, I agree. I was watching Tampopo last night. Uh, I've never finished it because I always like watch it really high late at night, and then like it gets like three quarters of the way through, and yeah. then I stop. But I do really enjoy it. It's pretty weird. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of um, food sex stuff, and like yeah. I don't think it's your average food sex stuff. Like they get like pretty creative, and like to the point where I'm like, I don't even know if like. I don't huh. think you should be doing that, but this is interesting because <laughs> this has been committed to film. Uh, but, you know, yeah. it'll make you hungry, you know. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. That's I wanna, that's interesting that it's yeah. got food sex stuff in it, but it will make you hungry. That's like, yeah. I feel like whenever I see food sex stuff on film, I'm just like, my appetite's mm-hmm. gone now. I mean, it's not, it's majority of it is not food sex stuff. It's like the food uh-huh. sex stuff is like little vignettes in between like the main plot, which is just about uh-huh. like someone trying to turn their ramen shop around. And like you, you see a lot about how it's cooked and stuff. And that part's very good. Hell yeah. Um, I recommend the bear, you know. I got Fuck a lot yes. of recommendations this time. Uh, I, you know, I, I'll match them because I, yeah. I have watched a lot of movies lately. Yeah, I've been mostly watching shows. Uh, I really recommend Reservation Dogs. I've already done that, but I think the season just mm-hmm. ended, and I thought it was like very solid all throughout. I really enjoyed it. There was an episode where someone drank. Uh, I'm not going to spoil who, but someone drank. Uh, the, lsd laced mountain dew yeah uh and they never did drugs before so that was pretty fun 
That's fun. And I want to recommend the rehearsal, but at the same time, that shit's fucked up, dude. Like, I I don't think Nathan should be allowed near any children, like, ever again, to be honest. That show is insane. And, it is. Uh, yeah, that that last, that finale was... I think it's a triumph of television. Yeah. Is how my my friend John put it and I agree. I think it is probably some of the best television that's ever come out. But at yeah. the same time I'm like also like yeah, dude, uh the repercussions, man. You you should have seen this coming. Yeah. I think I don't know, like cuz Nathan's work is inherently like very manipulative. But at uh-huh. the same time, like, I feel like it is, like, so undeniably, like, intriguing and, like, gives you insight into, like, the human psyche and stuff. Yeah. Though I think this, the stuff about the kid does cross a line. And, like, he clearly yeah, could tell that. He, but he, he also kept he pushing it. So, like, it's hard to say, like, how actually... Yeah. How much he was really holding himself accountable, you know? I feel like that whole finale was him holding himself accountable, you know, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what season two is like. I guess so. I no, no children, I hope. I I can't imagine he would. I, yeah. I feel like he's probably learned his lesson. I think legitimately, like, legally, I don't think he should be allowed to. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, he's a very beautiful man, though. Yeah. Um, all right. I've been, I've been watching tons of That's such of a terrible thing to end on when I'm, like, talking about, like, my moral, like, disagreements <laughs> with him and just end it. That's, it's interesting. Yeah. I, it's a good watch, you know? It's, it's a good like, watch. It's just an uncomfortable watch. It's an uncomfortable watch. Like, it's not a watch that I think that you should be going along with him the whole time with. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, he, you know, even though, like, he does try to make amends for it, like, I don't think that's, like, enough. Because he's still, like, trying to, like, he still continues yeah. the gag, you know. Yeah. But, he, that, yeah. It's not know. to spoil. We're, we're not going to spoil it because no. I think, I do think everyone should watch the show. But, yeah, yeah it's, like. Well, I think that, it's, I think just, that, like, it's worth watching just because it's rare to see, like, a legitimate social experiment that isn't just, mm-hmm. like, stupid, like, pranks on the internet. Like, there's, like, yeah. legit like i don't know like if you read interviews he is talking about like how like psychologists used to do like old social experiments and like manipulation Mm -hmm. tactics and regardless of uh my moral disagreements of it i think since it's out there like it's worth like experiencing you know yeah it's yeah yeah just know he experiments on children and yes. that's where we're going to end that. <laughs> yes. Keep your <laughs> children away from Canadians <laughs> like that guy. Don't let your children yeah. participate in social experiments. It's not good. No. Um, and it'll be on television or the internet forever. <laughs> Truly like, yeah, that, that it, we're not even, I'm not going to open that can of worms. Okay. That, that discussion is, that is nuanced and deep. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to s- talk about a few movies that are not real. I don't know if they're nuanced. Y- you'll be the judge of that. Go ahead. Uh, I've been doing Hooptober. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. Is it basketball um, movies? Huh? Is it basketball? Yeah, basketball movies. movies. Um, it's like a it's like a horror horror October mm-hmm. letterbox movie challenge. Been going on for nine years. You have to watch a Toby Hooper movie as mm-hmm. part of it. 
Um, so I've been watching a lot of movies lately because of it. Do you um, watch Look of the Irish again? The best basketball the movie? Best, the best basketball movie. It's on there. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, that's one recommendation. Luck of the Irish. Fun movie. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. Uh, that's culture right there. Mimic. It's a fun movie. It's very New York. It's about cockroaches. It's um, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Very mm-hmm. gross. Very cool. Um, Dead Space Downfall. You know, it's a very interesting movie. It's animated. It's, you know, got heart, weirdly. Uh, the two recommendations I want to talk about the most, though. The first one I watched last night. It was called Savage Land. Um, it's a very interesting, like, uh, found footage zombie movie. But it's found footage in, like, like a, it's like, it's like a documentary, kind of, of, like, uh, it's this border town in Arizona, and basically everyone in the town disappeared um some and the only remains they found was like some extremely mutilated bodies and just like lots of blood going in random directions in the desert um and only one survivor who uh the town assumed was a serial killer and killed everybody in the town um uh but um the movie is about sort of like what happened that night because they eventually find a roll of film that he took that night and 36 pictures that he took that night. And you don't like ever see footage of the zombies. All you see of the zombies are these like haunting, horrifying black and white photos of like basically the suggestions of zombies and like suggestions of violence. And it is like honestly scarier. It's probably the scariest depiction of zombies I've ever seen put to film. It's very good. Um, so yeah, check that out. Savage land. And then also the night house. Also an incredible movie. It's like a horror movie about grief um, and like ghosts. Um, about a uh, like a woman whose husband kills her himself and she's like processing that grief and um while also learning secrets about her husband and uh you know hauntings happen because of it watch the movie it's very good um i think my favorite part about it is that a lot of horror movies about grief i watch like are have like the the characters kind of process the grief in the same way it's usually like you know, Florence Pugh in uh, Midsummer. you know, reminded of, like, her grief, and then she starts crying a lot. Uh, this lady is different. She is still very, very, very not well because of her grief, but she processes it in a very interesting way, I thought, where she didn't really cry about it. She kind of is just very inappropriate about it. She's very, like, if someone, bring, like, like, slights her, she'll just be like, hey, my husband shot himself. Yeah, he did it in a boat. Can you believe that? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of funny, but it's also like, oh, my God, she Jesus. Clean uh, behavior. It's, it's no, it's insane. And it's very uh, good. Awesome. Very good. Um, so the night house. Watch it. Um, and I think that's a, our recommends. Yeah. Um, do you got any plugs, Matt? Any specific special plugs you want to? Um, 
you want to bring up? Nah, just the use, just the use Twitter, you know, just the the lowercase x, uppercase x, s, 3x underscore d3vil uppercase x undercase x might be missing some underscores but you know i don't give a fuck dude you, i don't even use that library card. yeah i mean i don't even use that library card you know i'm living loose <laughs> like it's it's crazy well you've got to give it to me though in that voicemail i'm pretty sure i nailed that yes uh, i think plug. you did i feel like you had to you I mean, your confidence sold it, you know, like, I don't <laughs> even true. know most of the time. I was drunk. I don't remember if I nailed it or not. <laughs> I mean, you know, liquid confidence, you know, it's, yeah. you gotta trust it sometimes. So I, <laughs> that's a bad takeaway, but. Um, yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at GameRealPod. Yep, yep. We're funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's that on that. <laughs> listen to game rail listen to past episodes yeah. listen to the voicemail episodes i think they both mm-hmm. came out very good yes i i do i i think they're some of our best work yes especially because our lives are put on the line yeah yeah you can really tell yeah um all right well uh i've been i've been cassidy i've been matt thanks for listening everybody bye-bye peace out Dream of me, my.